0: My opinion is that trauma was brought here by these people. Okay. okay. Because it is the key to how they mind control us. They, yeah. they traumatize us. So they understand the spiritual dynamics of creation in a way that the majority of us don't. They understand that if they can get people to have sex and have sex and create babies that are not wanted and murder babies while they're in the womb, all of this creates massive massive trauma on the psyche and mm-hmm. massive, massive um, separation between the body and the soul. Yeah. Between the full expression of what this person came to, came to this earth for, all yeah. right? will, will not be able to get expressed because of the trauma. So they yeah. use trauma very effectively. If you, and this is, you know, when I began to see that, The protocols of hospital birth mirror the techniques of trauma-based mind control everything clicked for me
1: between you and me right where you are right in this moment is exactly where you were meant to be good morning good afternoon good evening and good night welcome to the joygasmic life podcast i am your hostess elena harder and i am so glad to have you here today If you are an awakening woman, a conscious mother, a woman on a journey to bring about the best for your family and create an enlightened experience of being a child and a woman and a mother and partner in your world, I absolutely... I'm so grateful and so glad that you have found your way here. This podcast collects not only my own personal stories, things I would have done better had I known better, but also the beautiful stories of many hundreds of other women and men who have been through the Consciousness Awakening journey, who are here to share their stories, to inspire you to know that you can recover from mental health challenges, from postpartum depression, from challenges with traumatic births, and just the life in 21st century, as well as beautiful, actionable tips exercises where we walk you through practical things that have really helped us and the journey of becoming a joygasmic mother, one who handles absolutely every challenge with grace and ease and understands understands that everything is here to awaken her deeper, to create more empowerment and more pleasure in her life, even the challenging things. So that sounds juicy. Listen up because we've got a wonderful episode for you today fully harnessing the joygasmic potential of your body and yourself anything is possible and especially we are here to tell you that deep and fulfilling love is possible and is available for you when you choose that for yourself Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to the joygasmic life podcast. Before we get started today, I want to play you a clip from the middle of the podcast where we talk about one of the terms that Janice uses pretty frequently during this podcast, which is satanic. It's a bit of a heavy word and there's parts of this interview that are pretty heavy. But one of the reasons I wanted to invite Janice onto the podcast is because she lays out the effed up situation of western medical birth better than pretty much anybody i've ever talked to and she's not afraid to say it like it is and say how really really terrible and messed up it is if you have been on the fence about whether you want to hospital birth or not listening to this podcast will probably get you over the fence and into the home birth or free birth category and i think that's a good thing um Like I said, this podcast does contain some challenging terminology, some challenging verbiage and some challenging topics, but please stick with it. It is absolutely worth it. And it is really mind opening. And one of the things I really appreciate about this conversation is that we also talk about the magic of the ringing cedars uh, series, the Anastasia series, and how that plays into her birth philosophy. We talk about very poignantly about the challenges and long-term traumatic effects of mother on mother baby bonding of circumcision we talk about the horrors of induction and how this really undermines our ability to understand our own place in the world we talk about the importance of conscious conception and how to bring about connecting with your partner she talks a lot about getting our carnal impulses under Wraps and we have a very interesting discussion about orgasmic birth and the sort of miss, uh, missing the point of seeking a pleasurable birth versus seeking just a physiological birth in its natural pleasures versus a um more carnal, but she likes the word carnal, it's a good example, um, more of the carnal based pleasures of the earth. And um, you know, should we bring up a lot of wonderful and uh powerful topics in this conversation. If you have any questions about any of the topics, I'm happy to field them. And I know Janice is too, and we would love to hear from you. And I highly recommend that you check out her work and her plethora of podcasts. She covers pretty much every topic that we touch on here in significantly more detail in some other podcasts that she's been on or on the ones that she hosts herself. And so uh, if you want to dive deeper into any of these topics, you can absolutely do that through her website, birth And you can check that out without further ado. I'm going to play you that clip where we talk about her definition of satanic before we get into it, just because she uses the word a lot. And if we don't preface what she's talking about, when she uses that word, it might be a bit of an off-putting experience for you.
0: I use satanic as a milder form of Luciferian. Okay, most people understand satanic. Luciferian is a higher form of rebellion against God. Okay, there are beings on this planet, quite a number of them, that worship Lucifer. And if you understand um, the story of Lucifer, he was uh, an angel that sat at the right hand of the creator and he was a beautiful angel and deeply loved by the creator with immense power. But then he found out that God was going to create humans to have a higher place than the angels hmm. in the divine order. And he became insanely jealous hmm. of humans and insanely pissed off at God okay so he created a rebellion against god and he insisted that he is more powerful than humans and more powerful than god himself and that he would get the majority of of humans to worship him as if he were god i want you to think about that because we have an entity masquerading as god Telling people to cut off the foreskin, telling women that they should experience pain in childbirth, um, telling people to go and steal other people's land and take their children, their women and children as booties and offer up animals as sacrifices to him. That is not the Creator.
1: Right. That is an imposter. That's not love.
0: That's, that's not, not harmony. That's it's not the Creator. That's an imposter. Okay. But there are many people that worship Lucifer. They, There are fallen angels, right? They sided with Lucifer. Mm. And they're in bodies. Trust me when I say this. They are in bodies right now. And they are the ones that take such great delight in poisoning and just totally disrupting everything that is good and beautiful in our world. They delight
1: okay got that out of the way here's the rest of the podcast like i said just want to make sure the terminology is clear and why we're talking about this she uses the term a lot and i don't want to turn anybody off but also it's an intense way to start a podcast so hope you enjoy and hope you're still here Cool. welcome janice to the show uh i'm so grateful to have you here today on the trogasmic life podcast um thank you
0: i'm really glad to be here elena i think um this conversation is going to be an important one. So I'm excited to have it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm really excited. I first encountered your work on uh, a podcast. I'm not sure which one, but you, to- you spoke so clearly and so eloquently and so passionately about the dangers, challenges, and intentional um, sort of trauma that's inflicted on mothers and babies and families as a result of the medical hospitalized birthing uh, experience and you know having personally suffered from postpartum depression it took me about seven years to resolve it after the birth of my first son Uh, I absolutely know firsthand what that's like in terms of in terms of challenge and I, I don't wish that on anyone which is part of why I started the podcast to sort of bring more awareness to that Um, I'm curious before we dive into sort of the the big version, you know, the big conversation we're going to have today about orgasmic birth, some of the challenges of that and some of the challenges of the the Western medical system and what really causes pain in birth. um, How did you come to this conversation about birth and being such a powerful advocate of of, like natural physiological birth?
0: This is a a deep topic and um, I've written about my story in my book, in my birth trauma book, it's called Birth Trauma and the Dark Side of Modern Medicine. So I'll try to be as brief as possible and say to you that um, my trauma started at conception. Mm. Okay? I was conceived by two teenagers in the backseat of a car and gestated in a womb where there was tremendous trauma as a result mm. of that of that kind of haphazard conception. This is a very deep, deep topic. Uh, What we're, how we're creating babies in the first place. So my trauma started at conception and followed into the womb and was followed at my birth, my own birth. And of course the difficulties that I've had in um, bonding with my parents. Mm. Because neither one of them they, I was not called forth, put it, put it that way on a yeah. conscious level, and neither one of them was prepared to parent um, in an appropriate yeah. way. So yeah. um, that led to a life you know a life of challenges, and um, even being in a womb <sighs> where you're not wanted and where there's stress and fear and worry and you know my mother's being forced to marry him and all of this stuff um, yeah people grow up with the sense that they are inherently not lovable and may Mm. never be loved. So this, we have to understand that (sighs) we need to pay more attention to how we're creating life and to the impact, the impact that the first nine months in the womb has on the child. Okay. Absolutely. And, And then there's the birth trauma of going into the hospital environment. I think at this point we're all aware that the medical establishment is a a dark cult and they do not have our best interests at heart. In fact, they never have. In the last 150 years since the hospital birth system emerged, it has been a horrific trauma that was inflicted on my grandmother, on my mother, on me, and of course on the children that I tried to give birth to. Hmm. So when it came to me giving birth, having all of this trauma in my past, it was not easy for me to give birth. I've had five pregnancies and um, three ended in miscarriage. Mm. One, one ended in, uh, I was told by the medical establishment that the baby was deformed. Mm. And I was quite, quite young at the time, so I chose to abort my baby, not understanding mm. How they that they were going to murder him in my womb. I mean, literally. Um, So that was the fourth pregnancy, and then my my fifth pregnancy, my daughter was born not breathing. It was a home birth. Yeah, and she got rushed to one hospital. I got rushed to another hospital. I was hemorrhaging to death, and it was just a Mm. nightmare—the worst possible nightmare. So she did not make it. I had to. Oh. I had to witness them torturing her for two months mm. before they actually killed her during surgery. Um, Gosh, and that—that that really, like, I was having flashbacks of my own birth, watching mm. what they were doing to her. And that's what oh. set me. That's what set me on this path. I mean, my whole life was a buildup of it's not just my birth trauma, my, the medical establishment murdered my grandmother's baby. Hmm. They they, they pulled that baby out with the forceps and gave him a brain hemorrhage and he died. So the birth trauma is intergenerational. You see, yeah, Yeah. it it compounds with each generation. It gets more intense Um, and we have to understand this. If we don't heal ourselves, now our children are likely to su- suffer more than we have because we're carrying so much and it trauma repeats it's called traumatic yeah. repetition you know we don't realize that we're repeating traumas that have happened in our past yeah. in an yeah. effort to try to work them out we're tr- always yeah. trying to work it out so we we recreate it you see again and again but our children oh my gosh our children are uh, are going to be the most damaged if we don't get on this. And it, it's not just birth. We have to deal yeah. with what we're doing sexually, which is vulgar in so many instances. And um, Profane. Not, not of love, basically. Yeah. And, and children are being conceived as a side effect of fleshy gratification. No child, no child should be coming into this world as a side effect of fleshy gratification. That is a satanic way to be conceived. And it means that the dark forces are gonna be able to have a strong influence on the lives of these innocent Mm. children. So we have to get this. We have to understand we've been manipulated sexually. You know, I did a talk in 2016 at the Free Your Mind conference on pornography and the way, the path that they took to get us to behave the way that we're behaving sexually. Okay. Because in the 1940s, you would not have found too many women having sex outside of wedlock. Right. Be- because
1: um, it was a dangerous thing to do, it would end up in a pregnancy, and, and pregnancies were, you know, the, the cultural mores of the time was, right, like fa- family oriented. So you know, there's a the buildup there of were, birth control and many things. But I want to hear your version of I got my own thoughts. I'm you're right. There
0: was a sense of morality then. You see, yeah, and it's basically a Christian morality, and which, which has know, its but,
1: troubles, but you they, know, is at Christian, least
0: some sense of morality. In terms Sorry. of Christian morality, um, there are many benefits to wanting to uh, reserve your body for the one who is really for you. Okay? That's one thing. You wait until you're with the one that you want to spend your life with. You don't just go letting every Tom, Dick, and Harry enter your body. Now, I'm not yeah. saying this from a holier-than-thou place because i did this you know my imprint my, in, my imprinting was for um lust-based sex that's how i yeah. was conceived you see right. i was not I was not conceived with a conscious intention to bring life in i was conceived with a lust-based impulse and this had a profound impact on my consciousness and also wow. on my behavior as a young adult yeah, yeah. In, into my 40s into my early yeah. 40s i didn't catch myself until right. i was like 43 right okay? i was really and, and
1: you go wow what have i been doing right like whoa i've been just operating from the space of lustful sex because I, I just didn't know any better um you don't we know talk anything, to women don't
0: know anything else and then we have the media feeding this shit to us constantly you know, yeah. And even the schools, you know, when I, I'm 62, when I was young, we had sex education, but nothing like what they're doing today in the schools, they're being shown pornography, they're being taught about masturbation, they're being taught how to put on condoms at 11 years old. Yeah. We, yeah. And at all the, the message is have sex, have sex, have sex, make sure yeah. it's safe you know, put a condom on, but have sex, have sex, have sex. And what, these are satanic forces. They they are, what they're doing is they're leading young people away from the possibility of finding the one that can really Mm. be the heart, who is a true, genuine spiritual match. The more Mm. you have sex, and I, I made this mistake, the more we have sex with a bunch of different people, the further we move away, from finding the one that can meet us in the heart, You know, I was raised to believe that if you show up as a sexual object and you dress in a certain way with cleavage and you dance really sexy and you do all, then you'll find the right guy. But no, you're just gonna find men that wanna have sex with you, you see?
1: Yeah, yeah, I can totally see that. And in my own journey, I, I, when you say that, I go, oh, like, I've, I remember this innocence and potency of personal sexual desire, interest. Um, you know, and I, there's a friend of mine who, who always says to me, Elena, you've had so much sex, I'm so jealous. And I go, but you know how to want it in a way that I've had fucked out of me right? Like I've had too much bad sex that wasn't really heart centered. And I've had to learn how to get back to that because of, you know, all of those, you know, the Tom, Dick and Harry, you said, right, all of these encounters that didn't really touch the heart. And the uh-huh. pornography is absolutely physical based. Like how, how many scenes involve a total stranger and a total stranger doing whatever's the fad that week versus, you know, something that's really heart to heart that really involves the connection of two people, which is, you know, in my opinion, where the best intimacy comes from is from that like full body, all chakras firing, like alignment of like, yes, I believe in the vision of our life. I can communicate with you. I'm connected in the heart. I feel empowered to be with you. I want to create with you and I feel safe with you. You know, when we've got all those going on, we're in a much more beautiful place to have really stellar intimacy. And there's a big difference between, physically gratifying sex and emotionally and soul gratifying sex. And, and, you know, I, I had not really put it together until you said like, how much of that is based on our imprint from our own conception, from our grandparents' conception, from that journey. It's like, Oh oh my God.
0: Well, you know, our our conception imprint is very powerful, but you know, I told you that my parents conceived me in the backseat of a car, and the first time I had sex was also in the backseat of a car. This is how profound um, these, and because it's a form of trauma, you see we're, we're, we're trying to resolve it, but we tend to repeat it and then it just compounds the trauma. So You know, I read the Ringing Cedars books. I don't know if you've heard Hmm. of these books. I have, yeah. They're really what what pulled me into alignment Hmm. with what I think is the path of true love and of a true God path. Um, And I'm not talking about a biblical God. I'm talking about a God of love, okay? Hmm. Um, That really wants to see the fulfillment of love on our earth. And what those books taught me is that, and people are gonna get upset about this because we're very attached to our sexual pleasure, but she says things like, sex for its own sake is bad, Mm. very bad, that it leads people away from God and it breaks down families. Mm. I can tell you that I've been married twice I loved both of my husbands and we had a lot of sex, what I would consider good sex, right? Mm-hmm. But love was not preserved mm. in those marriages. And I've come to think and believe and to see the, the fact that we are engaging in sex without um, wanting to create life. Mm is causing a breakdown. What the Ringing Cedars book showed, and I think it was in the first book, they had a conscious conception, Anastasia and her beloved Vladimir, the author of the books. And Vladimir's like us, you know, he's had lots of sex and blah, 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 blah. um, But after he conceives this baby consciously with her in a space of love, that she had created. The next morning he says, I've never felt anything like that before. And the Mm. whole world looks different to him. And he says, Anastasia, why does everything look so beautiful? Like everything looked amazing to him. It was an an exquisite experience based on the feelings that came up for me as he is Mm -hmm. describing what he felt, okay? Mm And she said to him, you've never experienced this before, because it can only happen when you want to have a child and the woman that you're with wants to have a child too. And and that she loves you and that this conception takes place in a space of love. And the space of love concept is very, very deep in the ringing Cedars books, which is basically, you know, you have a place on this earth that's for your family, and um, it's about two and a half acres. It's your family domain, you know, your family place on the earth, and you create that space in which to conceive and gestate and birth your children, and to have that space in perpetuity for your family mm. line. So that 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 place on the earth gives you a direct link to right. the divine mind. Okay. Yeah. This is how it was done in Hawaii, for example, um, before the United States went there with their warships and just, you know, imprisoned the Queen and took over the government buildings. Um, those people passed on the land mm. in perpetuity to mm-hmm. their to their offspring. And they had a connection with the Creator through that place on the earth that we'd lost. So let me, in a nutshell, those books touched me in a profound way because I began to see that what we call sex, sexuality, or sexual energy is life-creating energy. Mm. Okay, that's really what it is. Yeah. And, and when we align with the divine purpose for that energy that is when we're going to experience the height of what we call sexual pleasure. And it won't happen. We might have, you know, orgasms, but these orgasms more than not are often stunted and Mm. incomplete. And I've known myself included people that cry women that cry afterward. And they don't even Mm. know why they're crying. And men are exhausted and depleted. And there's a reason for this. And it's a spiritual reason that our civilization has lost touch with. And it's because Mm. when we take this life-creating potential and put it into this vulgar place where we're just trying to get off, and we call it lovemaking, that's common. That creates a stunted experience, um, a fleeting and incomplete experience. And that's why couples break up, because they're they're not satisfied with what's happening. And Mm. they never will be, because they're not trying to create life with that energy. They're just trying to get Mm. along. Mm. You know, this is totally counter to what our civilization has been feeding us.
1: Which is like be the sexiest lady you can be, be the studliest man you can be, studliest man means sleeping with the most ladies. Exactly. Being the sexiest lady means showing the most skin or something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. And I mean and and you see this, you see this. Like I I remember just, just to give like some context for this, because not everybody has the same experience of awareness of what's going on in the world, but like anal fissures in teenage girls. Right. So like young Christian girls were having anal sex instead of vaginal sex to like prevent their virginity loss, you know, becoming rampantly common in the world. And you're just like, right, like this is a serious issue. This is like people don't necessarily realize that that's where it's gotten to. Not everywhere, not with every human. But, you know, this is something that was unheard of before my generation, let's say, you know, it wasn't common in the same way.
0: And it's because of this,
1: Uh, I'm 34. So yeah. And I'm hearing this in like, I've heard stories about this in like teenage girls because the boys in their generation are watching ass porn, you know, and all of this stuff is like very, very degrading towards women. So that's what they're expecting versus, you know, in traditional cultures where the older women, would you know the aunties who weren't in partnership they would initiate the young boys into intimacy and be like this is how it's supposed to be this is how you be with a woman this is how you treat it and they would do that initiation before those young boys would go and interact with anybody their age right and and similarly um with the young women, the aunties would come in and they would teach and they would share like, this is how lovemaking should be. And this is what life can be. And there's several documented cases of traditional indigenous cultures that were doing those practices to, to stop, like to, to prevent that cycle of violence. And I mean, our culture is so terrified of pedophilia that that's a a psychic impossibility for most people to believe that that could be done in a gentle, loving, kind way versus an abusive way. Right. It was just like, we're so fractured when it comes to intimacy.
0: I don't, I don't have a lot of, uh, respect for that. I'll be very honest because, um, it seems to me they're trying to maximize pleasure. You see, so Mm. they're going to teach young boys how to pleasure, right. How to give pleasure. Um, that's not a high that's not a high spiritual expression you know what we want to do is we've been trained to go for the orgasm and it's a substitute for for enduring human love right have have sex have have orgasms more orgasms better orgasms you know multiple expanded uh, you know bullshit bullshit that we've been fed Um, orgasm, orgasm, orgasm. And how many people do you know, have experienced enduring human love? How many with all the orgasms? How many are in a relationship that that is enduring? Not very many. And I don't care if older people are training young men. Okay. They're not training young men about enduring human love. They're doing something very different, and I don't think it's to be respected. Mm.
1: Okay. Well, we What's each have our the, own opinions on that, for sure.
0: What the, what the Ringing Cedars books show about how love was... <clears throat> there's a scene in the books, for example, when there's a young four-year-old that has a major crush on an eight, nine, or ten-year-old. I don't remember how old he is. And what the family does when they see this is they encourage this young girl to be the best that she could be, you know, to, to become the best sower, the, the most beautiful, you know, to, to treat her body with the most respect so that when she became a young woman, he would see her, hmm. you see? Um, so they were training, they, they took that energy of love at such a young age and expanded on that to try to help her to be with the one that she was drawn to very early in life and to have that love be enduring. It had nothing to do with sex. Hmm. Zippo.
1: It's and like utilizing only- that, that love energy and that creative life force energy to improve self. So then to yes. be like radi- radiant and potentially attract or connect with yes. that later. So I'm curious about your, your thoughts. So the purpose of intimacy, then only the creation of life, like are, it. And then what what do we do with the other nine months a year, right? Like, are, are we then not engaged in intimacy or are we engaged in intimacy that is heart to heart based and maybe less physical or less pleasure seeking, but more uh, connection focused? I'd love to hear your thoughts on that.
0: I would say it would be more love focused. So what we have been conditioned to think is that sex is love. It's the expression mm. of love. As we both know, that is not always the case. <laughs> In many, many certainly many not. Cases, that is not the case. So, sex is not love. What I perceive as love is something you mentioned earlier: um, a feeling of safety, uh, mm-hmm. common goals for the future. You know, a common yep. spiritual path, um, affection, tenderness, uh, kindness doing things together, growing gardens, creating that space of love, you know, for your family. And, you know, as a woman baking things for your beloved, I mean, these are forms of, of love, of kindness, of intimacy um, that is not sex-based or pleasure-focused. Mm. It's But it is very pleasurable to mm. be helped, to be nurtured to be mm. touched in love, to look in somebody's yeah. eyes and have the neurochemicals of love flood your body just from eye contact mm. okay, or skin to skin contact through yeah. hugging without fucking or oral yeah. sex. Okay, and yeah. anal yeah. sex certainly is not love. I mean, the anus is a one way orifice, it is designed To be an exit-only orifice. That skin in the anus is so sensitive. As you mentioned, young girls are getting fissures in their anuses. And homosexual men are dying of AIDS and other diseases because they're wallowing in excrement. Like, who? How did we get here? In my porn talk, I go deep into the sodomy issue. Mm. Because this is promoted in pornography, because pornography is satanic. And so is sodomy. If you understand Mm. that the creator created this possibility for a male and a female to come together in love, consciously to bring in life. Okay. And then you're conditioning people to take their penises and stick them in an orifice where excrement comes out. If that's not a fuck you to the creator, excuse my mouth. I don't know what is. Well, you're saying, you're saying I don't care about your life creating program. All mm-hmm. I care about is getting off. And I don't care right. how repulsive what I do is as long as I get off, right? That's what that is.
1: Yeah, there's a good chunk of that in there for sure. Um, so just getting back to that, the sort of the pleasure and and getting off bit, um, and what I heard you say in there really clearly is that what you see as the sort of the goal of that like long that long term committed relationship is really all those oxytocin based love experiences, skin Ner- to skin contact, nurturing eye contact, that connection, intimacy that involves caring for each other and being in that oxytocin versus sort of a more dopamine-based pleasure cycle where we're going uh, like oh I want I want I want oh, oh, oh. oh okay I'm yeah. good now right yes. and being
0: yes. and being in that yeah that's yes. so well expressed
1: yeah yes. yeah I remember I remember encountering a, a couple uh, who had done some blogging on the internet and they said they had given up ejaculation and and I I my my teenage brain like could not comprehend why they would do this and they they literally said that They stopped fighting after they gave up ejaculation because they were literally had let go of that dopamine cycle and they'd moved into this oxytocin love connection, bonding cycle of, of connection, you know? And I was just like, Oh, Oh, you know? And if, Men are looking for if they've been trained to look for that dopamine release, the the ejaculation at the end, um, and they're focused on that as their form of lovemaking or their form of sex or fucking or whatever term we're using to to call it. Right. If they're focused on that end goal, that end uh, outcome of the intimacy, they're missing out on the journey of intimacy, which is continuing to expand the ability to be connected to be connected to each other, but also to that like divine source that is a, in in my opinion, is one giant joygasm. It's one giant feeling of like union connection. There's some pleasure in there, but it's not a like, not that funny face I made earlier. Like not that kind of pleasure, but like, a, uh, you know, like a purring um,
0: cat kind of pleasure
1: versus a ejaculating kind of pleasure.
0: (laughs) I'm thinking of as you're speaking, I'm thinking of a woman who was talking about a birth Let me see mm-hmm. if I could find this. So my sense of it is that the co-creation of the space of love will fundamentally support intimacy. And I think the height of human love is actually the creation of children. And mm and the birth of the child, the birth of a child that is conceived consciously in a space of love, gestated in that space of love and birthed in that space of love. Um, when that birth happens, there's something that happens, the neurochemicals of birth, which are designed to be totally filled with love, like a love that will never ever experience any other way yeah right, then in that moment those neurochemicals that are created in the first hour after birth if it's uninterrupted right are so profound that it can bond that family together forever right? yeah because you can always refer back to that memory of yeah. the birth of the birth of of, of your children yeah which moment. is oxytocin
1: yeah. in the extreme like hundreds of times higher than at any other time in life including in really great lovemaking.
0: That's exactly right. And there was one woman that spoke here, was she, I'm going to read this. To you. This is a quote. Sure. She sure. says the birthgasm because obviously she experienced immense pleasure during birth. Mm-hmm. The birthgasm is much more total, much more complete. There is always a bit of longing left when I experience an orgasm with my partner. Mm. The birthgasm was absolute completion. I was everything. Mm. Everything was me. Mm. It is very spiritual.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and the women I talk to who have had, you know, who claim that that birth orgasm or they claim like having an orgasmic birth. Very rarely do they talk about physical pleasure that resembles clitoral stimulation orgasm. Sometimes they utilize that as a tool. Sometimes that's a part of the experience and we can get into the whole conversation about vibrators just shortly. But very rarely do they talk about physical pleasure, like, oh, it felt so good, right? It's more this sensation of so satisfied, so fulfilled, so full of love, so connected to like something way bigger than me. And, And that's, you know, it's like, so there's, a, there's a distinction there, and I think if, if I found, a lot of women, a lot of a lot of women are looking to birth orgasm or orgasmic birth in the same way they look to a sexual orgasm, and all a lot of all a lot of women know is clitoral climax, which is a radically different experience than say a cervical orgasm, which has more of that totality of. <gasps> like connection and, and unity consciousness built into it because of its connection to our, our vagus nerve system, I
0: think. Yeah, it's hard, it's hard for us to put it into words, especially if we've never experienced um, this kind of birth. You yeah. Know, how, how, can we, how can we articulate what these women have experienced? Um, But I do think there's a profound spiritual element that we're missing and that we're always going to be missing it if we're just having sex because we want to get off, you know, we're we're missing, we're missing the creator's design, which is about bringing in life. This is what's going to give us the maximum pleasure. If that's what we're seeking which is a mm. shame if that's what we're seeking. And, you know, coming coming to this orgasmic birth thing, that's what women are seeking, right? Maximum pleasure. This is, when you bring a vibrator.
1: Let's get into that. Let's get into that. Because we emailed What, it, what beforehand. kind of
0: imprint are you giving your, your infant?
1: Technology. Well, you're
0: sitting there masturbating as you're trying to enter this world, that is profoundly sick. <laughs> it is profoundly uh, well, it, yeah I mean t- I think it's 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 a technological like
1: it's a technological solution to something that is uh you know th- the birth gasm when you talk about that when you talk to women who have that really open incredible ecstatic state after birth it's often because they've utilized breath uh, meditation mantra movement to really surrender into the intensity of the birth process right like the birth process is intense there's no way, get no way getting around it because you're literally like connecting the heavens and the earth and bringing, bringing them together in, in a singular, well, a singular moment or several hours of moments. Um, and so the, you know, we can hijack the physical body to bring us into a state of pleasure, but the natural, uh, it's like, gosh, how do I even articulate this? It's like, pushing up it's like put like i mean literally pushing the clitoral button right just like push 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 but you're pushing yourself into that experience vibrate 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 vibrate, 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 vibrate. you know i thought we were going to disagree about this but here i th- i think i'm agreeing I'm with you you know it's like we're really um we're really like pushing that experience of like this is it you're going to be in pleasure right as opposed to relaxing into the native pleasure that is in our body, relaxing into our capacity to be relaxed and serene and part of all of unity. And I think most of us don't have imprinting for that. So we don't even know where to begin, right? Most of us don't have that imprint. We have the imprint of, you know, uh, some sort of, some sort of stimulation to find that place of orgasm. And that's why the, the joygasm moment, which I talk about at other moments of podcast, uh, was so profound for me because I found myself in orgasmic bliss through forgiveness. And it was like, forgiveness leads to orgasm? Say what? Right?
0: Like, and not,
1: and not orgasm in the sense of like, oh my God, my clitoris and my, my vaginal walls are pulsing, but orgasm in the sense of like complete union and connection with all of life and divinity and understanding self in that, in that connection. And that's, that's what I, when I talk about like orgasmic birth, that's, that's what I talk about. I'm like, eh, vibrators. Like, I'd love to hear more of your thoughts on that. I just went on a tangent.
0: (laughs) It is a, it is a big turnoff to me because it's clear that they're, they're seeking physical pleasure, which if they had done the proper preparation Prior to the childbirth, the ple- the birth experience would be pleasurable no matter what, okay? Right, so yeah. If, if you create the space of love, if you call forth this child, you know, you speak with your beloved about the child you want to bring forth, what kind of being are you willing to allow to come through you? And you call forth a specific spiritual child, okay? Then you conceive this child in a moment where you say to the creator, creator, I want to bring in a being that will help bring the fulfillment of divine love to this earth, okay? So that when we're conceiving the child, it's me, the man, and God in this moment, yeah. right? Yeah. Bringing this bringing this amazing being to come through us, okay? Yeah. There's a consciousness about this. Yeah, that we sh- we we should aspire to achieve. So when we yeah. when we create a child this way, and if we can manage to get through the pregnancy without traumatizing the child, you know, if we can create a life where we're not constantly worried about money, or constantly fighting with our beloved, or constantly stressed about work, or or this, or that, or the other thing. If we can get through the pregnancy without trauma, and the birth without trauma that it be in love then the birth should be the way that the creator designed it which is designed mm-hmm. to be pleasurable now people who are religious are going to go to the bible and say well god said that women should experience pain in childbirth and Ugh. that's the same god that's the same god that says you know you should cut off a piece of your son's penis to create a covenant with me
1: i want to point out i don't think that was god talking i think that's the roman catholic church trying to gain control over people straight up that's that's a jewish thing
0: that's a jewish thing that came way before christianity came Mm. okay the bible is a jewish creation until the new testament and circumcision is also a jewish creation
1: but don't you think it's a a mechanism of control right people have such high levels of trauma from that experience men have such high levels of trauma from that experience that they're like not never a capable of connection after it, but like stunted, challenged in terms of their, their capacity to exert their conscious will in the world, their ability to connect with other beings. Like, it's like.
0: You understand that the foreskin is designed so that when it meets with the vaginal wall, it triggers the male brain to release neurochemicals of love and bonding. They're mm-hmm. cutting it off they're cutting it off in infancy by strapping an infant to a torture board where his little arms are strapped in, his feet are strapped in. Sometimes he has a pacifier shoved in his mouth so that he has to choke on his screams as, as a, a sadistic, what I'm gonna call satanic priest of the medical establishment shoves a sharp metal probe into his penis, right? It's like shoving a metal probe underneath your fingernail, okay? The glands, the foreskin is attached to the glands of the penis and they shove this thing in there, right? And then they cut all around without anesthetic, 96%. Yeah. All right, so these infants, these helpless newborn babies are traumatized To the point of brain damage, okay, their brains will never go back to the baseline settings prior to this event. This is satanic ritual abuse. That is what is going on in hospitals every single day, not just to infants, but to all ages. But when you get a newborn infant and you torture them, you genitally torture and mutilate a newborn before it's had an opportunity to even bond with its parents, you have have harmed them in a way that very few other things could do. You have harmed their ability to bond, to trust, to feel safe in this world, and it will affect the type of man that this little baby will become. And that's its purpose. Okay. Yeah. I don't want you know I don't want circumcised men to think that it's hopeless because there's many circumcised men that have that have worked toward healing from this trauma. Some of them have gotten involved in what what's called the intact yeah. movement to try to stop this kind of abuse. You know, try to help people pull their heads out of their butts. Uh, for allowing this to happen to their newborns, so men men are seeking healing, and circumcised men have you know achieved being in long term relationships that are love based, um, but it's very difficult when you've been when you've been abused like that. Uh, it's definitely affected yeah. the men in our in our society, and I think yeah that's partly why. The men in America are not rising up. Keep in mind that 80% of the world's men are intact. They were not circumcised. It's really only in the United States and Israel that this is happening to infants. In Muslim countries, um, they do it when the kids are older. They don't do it in infancy. It's always fucked up. It's never okay to mutilate a child's genitals. Okay, this is, this is satanic. Uh. What the hell are you thinking? You know, uh, but in the United States and Israel, where the Jews control the medical establishment, this is happening in infancy. And this is one of the most severe forms of violence and abuse. That could be yeah. ever inflicted on an infant. And it does affect the man. That's why they're not rising up. I think there's a learned mm. helplessness. Yeah. Many circumcised men have what's called a parasympathetic shock. So that when yeah. you know, when an infant is tortured this way, the infant can't fight or flee. Mm. So there's a third option, which is to freeze, just like they do right. animals do in the wild. They freeze, they go numb. They play dead, you see, and that becomes a neurological habit that circumcised men, their bodies can automatically go into parasympathetic shock, which is the freeze response when they're confronted with something dangerous.
1: And if we think of the prevalence of like stonewalling, you know, men, men are in emotional conflict with their partners and they just, it's like, where did they go? they're not there anymore. What
0: just happened? They They just freeze.
1: Yeah.
0: Dissociation is when the spirit leaves the body and the body's on automatic pilot. And you'll see that this is what's happening to the infants being circumcised. Not all of them dissociate, but the ones that can, they usually, they do. And that's when you'll see the breathing slows down the eyes glaze over, you know, the whole body is on automatic pilot. The spirit is out here and With satanic ritual abuse, that's what they're looking for. They're looking for the kids that can dissociate because these are the ones that are easier to mind control. Mm. This is trauma-based mind control. That's what it is. And they they find the kids that can dissociate. And these are the kids also that are transgender, right? Mm. They have developed an alter personality. Mm because the original personality left because of the intensity of the trauma. Mm. You see, Mm. this is what Satanism is all about. You raise your kids Mm. transgender, you prevent them from connecting with their true identity. You get them to develop alter identities like a transgender identity that will be in service to the cult. So the deeper you go into, into what Satanism and Luciferianism are, the more you begin to understand what transgenderism actually is, it's mind control. These children and teenagers have been completely mind controlled. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have
1: a, I had a theory around You know, so the the rising prevalence of of transgender people. I'd love to hear your 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 thoughts about my theory. Um, I think it has a lot to do with actually ultrasound and the fact that sort of before modern ultrasound, we didn't find out the gender of our baby babies until the moment of their birth, which is the perfect moment to find out because it doesn't matter what the gender of your baby is. You're gonna fall in if you're having a physiological birth. You're gonna fall in love with them. Thought you were having a boy, actually had a girl. Who cares? You've got your baby. You're so happy and. Uh, So the theory is that, you know, women are going into pregnancy and they're like, oh, I really hope I have a girl. I really hope I have a girl or I really hope I have a boy. I really hope I have a boy. And then at the eight or 20 week ultrasound, they're finding out they've got the opposite gender from what they were hoping. So then they're spending the, the second part of their pregnancy in a place of dislike. You know, same way you said, like, oh, like being raised in a womb where you weren't wanted. It's like all of a sudden you're being raised in a womb where your gender is not accepted. Your gender is, you know, and, and women have to go through this process of like coming to terms with the fact that they're having a girl or a boy when they, what they wanted was the other one coming, you know, or or their struggle with it all the way through the rest of their pregnancy. And then that energy is literally going into the limbic imprinting of these children as they move through Mm -hmm their lives and they have to then try and resolve that trauma of not being loved for the gender that they're at. I'd love your thoughts on my theory.
0: Yeah. And I think that that's probably, um, that's a very good thought because when, what what you just described is what's called wrong sex shock. So that these children experience, Mm. um, there's various forms of prenatal trauma, which we're not going to be able to get into today, but wrong sex, wrong sex shock is a form of trauma. It's a form mm. of severe trauma. And yeah, I guess it could, it could influence us to maybe as girls become tomboys or maybe as boys to be more effeminate. But I think when you, I think becoming full on transgender, like wanting to have your genitals removed and stuff like this.
1: yes yeah, and intense.
0: I think, I think that requires a more extreme uh, okay. form of trauma and mind control. You know, it's kind of like there's people that think that homosexuality is from chemicals, mm. and I think chemicals can make boys more effeminate, but I don't think it's going to make them have a desire to stick their penis in an anus. See this?
1: Is a difference.
0: There's something. There's something that happened to these people. They were mm-hmm. some as children. That's what, and they became aroused. That was their first mm. experience of arousal. So that's what makes them seek it. And also because they're trying to resolve the trauma of what they experience. Yeah. None of this is natural. This is all satanic, all of it. And can- ultrasound, yeah, I mean, you're right that, that what happens in the womb affects the kid, you know, it's going to affect
1: yeah.
0: how they can- turn can we out. Da-
1: can we dive in briefly to your use of the word satanic? It's not something I hear so often in the world these days, but what, what do you mean by that? Just so that I've got a bit more of a context.
0: So I use satanic as a milder form of Luciferian. Okay, most people understand satanic. Luciferian is a higher form of rebellion against God. Okay, there are okay. beings on this planet, quite a number of them that worship Lucifer. And if you understand um, the story of Lucifer, he was uh, an angel that sat at the right hand of the creator. And he was a beautiful angel and deeply loved by the creator with immense power. But then he found out that God was going to create humans to have a higher place than the angels hmm. in the divine order and he became insanely jealous hmm. of humans and insanely pissed off at god okay so he created a rebellion against god and he insisted that he is more powerful than humans and more powerful than god himself and that he would get the majority of of humans to worship him as if he were god i want you to think about that Because we have an entity masquerading as God, telling people to cut off the foreskin, telling women that they should experience pain in childbirth, um, telling people to go and steal other people's land and take their children, their women and children as booties and offer up animals as sacrifices to him. That is not the creator.
1: Right. That's not love. That's, that's not, not a not, harmony. That's, a
0: not... Creator. that's an imposter. Okay. But there are many people that worship Lucifer. There are fallen angels. Right? They sided with Lucifer. Hmm. And they're in bodies. Trust me when I say this. They are in bodies right now. And they are the ones that take such great delight in poisoning and just totally disrupting everything that is good and beautiful in our world.
1: They delight
0: mm. in chemtrails and nuclear radiation and wireless radiation and transgenderism and sodomy and everything that is repulsive and disgusting that turns this beautiful realm and this the beautiful possibility of love that comes from humanity to express itself fully. They turn it on its head complete. Mm. So up is down, black is white, male is female, good is evil, evil is good in the minds of these people. And they mm-hmm. will promote their filth through the media, through our governments. You know, they call it a healthcare system that's trying to kill people, that's I mean, been a, trying to a, kill people Yeah. for decades. All of their medicine is poison. All of their treatments are poison everything it's been going on for decades
1: yeah over a hundred over a hundred years now not longer just in terms of what we have a concept of thank you for that that's that's helpful because you know um i've i've referenced sort of satan in the context of the bible it's like this this other force but when you say that it's like oh so then there's this sense of like trying to prove that they're like better than humans better than god they know they know better than the natural order of the way and how do you distinguish this from let's just say like really traumatized humans is there a difference or or is it like you know
0: see trauma my opinion is that trauma was brought here by these people okay okay because it is the key to how they mind control us They, they traumatize us So they understand the spiritual dynamics of creation in a way that the majority of us don't. They understand that if they can get people to have sex and have sex and create babies that are not wanted and murder babies while they're in the womb, all of this creates massive, massive trauma on the psyche and Mm -hmm. massive um, separation between the body and the soul. Yeah, between the full expression of what this person came to came to this earth for all yeah. right, will, will not be able to get expressed because of the trauma. So they yeah. use trauma very effectively if you and this is, you know, when I began to see that the protocols of hospital birth mirror the techniques of trauma based mind control, everything clicked for me, everything, so- I understood everything. That- so
1: tell me tell me more about that
0: how, how do these mirror each other T- tell me so let me give you let me give you an just we can't I, how much time do we have let me see how are we doing uh okay we've, we've got, got, got about different half different. an hour left
1: yeah yeah and i know you have like i i've listened to you have like a very several very extensive podcasts where you go into this in detail um so yeah, so I'll make sure that we reference those in the show notes for people who are like, gosh, I just need to hear more from you. Because you do lay it out in such a crystal clear way that I haven't really heard anybody be brave enough to do. Yeah, I don't you. think anybody
0: else sees it. I don't think anybody else has seen it. It's a mm. Now they see mm. it. I've been talking about it for 10, 12 years. Now you've got people saying circumcision is satanic ritual abuse. It's trauma-based mind control. Because I've been saying it. I've, I've been saying it for over a decade. Okay. Yeah. So now people are seeing it. Let's just look at a couple of basics. Circumcision is one of them. Let's look at induction.
1: Oh, gosh, yeah.
0: Okay. So what does the word induction mean?
1: Induce, like to to make something happen?
0: An induction is an initiation. So military people are inducted into the military. Hmm. Police are inducted into the police academy, okay? Infants are being inducted into a satanic civilization.
1: Into a a ritualized repetition of putting their power in somebody else's hands, trusting in the technocracy, trusting in Western medical, they're being inducted into all of those sort of patterns, being out of control of their own lives.
0: Yeah, well, Yes. Because so. the baby's
1: supposed to choose when it's born, right? The baby, the baby says, I'm ready now, mom, and starts this whole cascade of hormones that that causes the birth process. So when you say, let's do it at a different, it's happening today instead of when the baby chooses, you know, based yeah. on, <laughs> based on, uh, you know, incorrect calculations for when the babies should be due and gestation dates that are inaccurate and we could get into that whole spiel but we don't need to keep going
0: well let me let me let me just say that the baby should have dominion over the timing of its birth this is a this is a spiritual thing there's a there's a a time and date that this baby is supposed to come in astrologically and then the medical establishment comes in and forces a premature birth the baby is not ready to be born or it would have initiated labor it doesn't initiate labor the medical establishment impresses on the psyche of this baby that it does not have dominion over its life that something right. outside of him or her is going to have control over this child's life this is a very uh it's an imprinting on the psyche of that child to get that child yeah. to understand it's not going to have control over its life in this realm this is a satanic mm. this is a satanic realm and this baby is being born in a temple, a Luciferian temple of the occult. That's what a hospital is. It's a Luciferian temple of the occult. And it's going to be born through tremendous mm. violence, right? So these drugs are going to cause immense pain for the baby. They're going, yeah. cause, they're going to cause a break between the connection. See, the baby should have a connection with the divine mind as it's making its entrance. Yeah. It's going to lose that because of the trauma.
1: It can't do that if it's drugged up on epidurals. It, it loses its ability to regulate its body when Pitocin's in the cycle and Pitocin's saying like, go, 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 you know, it's like it's just... The Pitocin,
0: is, Pitocin causes unnatural contractions that crush the baby. So the uterus is turned into a trash compactor, right? One contraction after another contraction after another contraction with no... Oh my God. The natural birth, the contraction comes... It raises, it peaks, it eases off, the body rests. Okay. And that's when the baby recovers, the heart rate recovers. But that that recovery period, it doesn't happen with Pitocin. It's just Mm. a steamroller, one after another, after another, crushing this baby. They would have broken the water. Okay. The water is like, you know, the amniotic sac is padding. It's there to protect yeah. the baby in part. You know, it's there for a variety of reasons, but during labor, it's like to, to so that the contractions won't crush the baby. So they break the right. water. Sometimes they'll uh, do the internal, you know, fetal heart monitors and screw this thing into the soft spot of the baby's head. So this thing is pulling and tugging on the baby's head every time. <sighs> There's. A- <sighs> Hello. And then the mother. The mother is going to be begging for the epidural because she's going to be having to well, deal with natural the, contractions.
1: And the endorphins haven't come in. And even no. if you have natural hormones going on, if you're on an IV drip, they, just, they um, dilute the natural hormones so they don't have the, the same effect on the body. It's just like, it's, it's mental.
0: Pytocin is synthetic oxytocin. Pytocin is a chemical form of oxytocin. Okay, so when you inject pitocin into the body of a laboring mother you are going to undermine that mother's ability to produce natural oxytocin that's the point the point is to undermine love the point is to interfere with bonding the point is to traumatize mother and child and break up that family that is the point of all of this there is zero benefit to any of it none of it everything they do causes trauma, every single thing. And I've documented this in my birth trauma book. Are you okay?
1: I'm okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do some deep breathing once we're done for sure. And if anybody's listening to this and in that place, it's just like, you just, you're so, you're so firm with it. And like, I get it. And I'm the one who's usually like, guys, this is really bad. But like, you just take it one level harder and deeper, which I appreciate. That's why I want you to,
0: gotta talk to be you, seen. You know? We have to see this because we're under mind control. We are all under mind control from television, from music videos, from the educational system, which has completely befuddled our capacity to be what we are intended to be. It has dumbed us down, made us moronic, stupid, and not questioning anything, not analyzing anything, not, you know, obeying, obeying and being drones. And so we march into these hospitals and with the belief that this is the safest place Now, let me ask you something. Hospitals are places of death, of extreme illness, of surgeries and trauma and pain of all kinds. What kind of person believes that that's the best place to bring a baby into the world? One who's programmed? Exactly. We are under mind control. And how do we break the mind control? Listening to somebody like Janice say this look look this is what this is yeah you must see this because you're suffering and your children are suffering worse yeah and your families are likely to break down when when birth when birth is traumatic that family is likely to break down okay because birth is intended to bond that family together forever that's what it does. That's what it should do. When it's interfered with, when there's severe trauma, when the father goes into parasympathetic shock at witnessing the abuse of his beloved and his child, that mother is no longer going to trust him. This is on a very yeah. unconscious level. She's going to think to herself, he didn't protect us. Yeah. I can't trust him anymore. And this is the beginning of the end for that marriage. Yeah. Okay? Yeah.
1: When I heard you say that the first time, I was like, oh, I understand what happened to my relationship. Exactly. I understand. I understand why it didn't work. It's just like, he didn't protect us. Where was he? Why didn't he say something? Why didn't he do something? And it's like, it's traumatic to not be protected, but it's also traumatic to, on the man's side, to have your power stripped away, to not even be in the space, to to have, you know, to have you to, to stand there and watch whatever it just, it just amplifies and deepens, you know, that, that circumcision wound that we're talking about of like, yes. I just can't do, I can't do anything. I don't like, you know, and, and we're so programmed that like doctors know best and medicine is the solution that it takes a very personally centered, grounded, anchored in their own wisdom and their own knowing kind of man to say, Hey, stop that. You know? And that's why it's doulas like, yeah, have jobs because they.
0: Right? Get your yeah. hand off my baby and don't you dare put that that goddamn scissor near my wife's vagina. vagina. You know There are people with episiotomies. These people are scissor happy. I mean, they're genital, attacking genitals of mothers and babies, cutting into women's bodies and cutting off infant body parts. This is a sickness. This is a sick cult. Yeah. Okay. And the fathers are... are Many, many of them feel powerless, and then they feel worse, yeah. as you said, about themselves, that they, did, yeah. they weren't able to protect their beloved or their babies yes. from this kind yeah. of abuse and this kind yeah. of a violence. So it's, it's it, is, it is a key to why families are breaking down. It is an absolute, the medical establishment is the driving force behind the breakdown of family love. They are a fundamental part of this. So, and, and they
1: profiteer from it. They profiteer from selling foreskins, from selling placentas, from exactly. the breakdown of the relationship. The same people that are running that establishment are also running most of com- commerce. And so, you know, all of a sudden you've got two households buying twice as many things. Everybody's, you know, we're doubling up. You've got divorce lawyers in there. You've got, trauma you've got uh you know counselors that are getting western medical counselors that are getting paid you got therapists that are getting paid and this is what's wrong with um you know a profit-driven consumerism uh a people-centered consumerism can do nice things it's pretty darn rare in the world there are some companies out there that are operating from that model still operating in consumerism or capitalism but operating from people's highest good and intent but the majority of commerce is running from this like extraction, like profit-driven mentality, and it doesn't it's benefit people.
0: It's yeah. and it's evil. You know, yeah. it's evil. One of the things that just came oh. up as you were talking is not only yeah. fathers, not only are fathers forced to watch, but they're invited to participate. Meaning, mm. they're going to be invited to cut the cord,
1: right,
0: of their infants
1: which shouldn't be done
0: Clamping right like, the umbilical cord is also extremely violent because that baby you know when the baby is born the baby comes out the umbilical cords attached to the baby the placenta is still in the mother and there's blood going right? And that's supposed to go to the baby that's filled with vital nutrients and stem cells that that baby Hormones.
1: needs. Yeah. Hormones. Yeah. Hormones of
0: love, right? Like that, the mom's like, oh
1: my God, love. And it's pumping into the placenta and the baby's pumping love and the mama's pumping love and all that
0: blood's like rushing into the baby. It, creating, go for the baby. it should, it should go to, to the, the baby. baby. And it is also the baby's oxygen supply.
1: Yeah. Which keeps them safe from,
0: you know, not bringing immediately birth from brain damage from From brain damage and a variety of other things, lung damage, immune system damage. Yeah. So what do they say to the father? Would you like, you're the one would you like to cut the cord and cut off your baby's blood supply? And so that we can harvest the blood and and sell 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 it off to the highest bidders. Many of whom are, you know, Satanists. Okay. They are, if you look at people like Peter Thiel, who heads PayPal, there's articles about him using young blood to stay youthful. Where do you think the injections of young blood are coming from to keep these Luciferians youthful? They're bathing in it. They're having injections of young blood. They're drinking it.
1: Whoa. Whoa. During
0: satanic rituals, they do this. <sighs> they drink human blood. Okay, and they've been doing it for centuries. This is really happening. Mm. And that's where our baby's cord blood is going.
1: Instead of into them to make them healthy, happy. And not to mention, I just did a podcast this morning with a, a woman who was talking about lotus birth and the the fact that it takes three to seven days for that like soul connection, you know, that the connection for the for the baby to really separate psychically and spiritually from the placenta. And you're like, it's happening like this on somebody else's time at at the moment of birth, like how, how all those things play into our inability to feel like we're in control of our lives. Like we have impact, like we matter, like things that we want in life means something. It's just like, ah, like it's so, I mean, you get worked up about it. I get worked up about it, but like, it's a, it makes sense to get worked up about it because it's so effed up. Like it's it's so so messed up what's happening and, and this is why, you know, I, you and I are both and many, many other mothers are so passionate about wanting to create a place where women understand physiological birth, where they understand why it's important to do the, all of this on your body and your baby's time and, and to really create uh, a space of love and and cultivate that space of love for our children. Um, yeah, I want to nobody... okay. go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, before we got on the call, one of the things you said to me was it was really important to share why pain in childbirth happens. And we touched on that a little bit with the, in terms of the ancestral trauma of the pain of birth. But if there's anything else you want to add to that, I'd really love to touch in on that. I feel like we could talk for hours about this. And
0: yeah, Probably I know. we could. I want to add that it is not going to be easy to give birth to a child that is not called in. If you have conceived a hmm. child haphazardly, and especially if you have conceived a child with somebody that you don't love as a woman, let's say the guy leaves mm. or the, the the relationship is terrible during the, the gestation, it is not going to be easy to give mm. birth to your child. Okay, the child has, you have to, we have to give more attention to conception and the first nine months in the womb in order mm. to of the kind of birth. That we're seeking, which is a totally love-filled birth that will bond our family permanently. Right. Okay. Because if we don't want to be
1: bonded, if if the relationship's traumatic and we don't want to be bonded, we're not fully on board with being in those love hormones, right? Keep going. Yeah.
0: And also... Let's say the mother has fear. The mother can have fear of the relationship, the man she's with. She can have fear in her body from her own birth. It may be intergenerational trauma that she's carrying from her grandmother's birth. There's a bit, a lot to this, okay? Because we actually lived in our grandmother's womb. We were eggs yep. inside of our mother's body when our mother was gestating in our grandmother's womb, okay? Literally, we lived in our grandmother's womb. So we have memories, of what happened to our grandmother okay so we can have a lot of fear from past experiences in our bodies that will slow birth down it can even lock birth up as the body begins to try to process the trauma that happened from that hasn't been dealt with yet you see yeah This is really what's happening. So if we have unresolved birth trauma, whether it's our own, whether it's from birthing our own children in the past, our own birth or intergenerational, that is going to also cause pain. If we conceive a baby haphazardly, that is going to cause pain. And Mm. certainly if we have trauma in gestation, okay, where something feels not right, about the situation that we're about to birth our baby in this mm. is going to cause pain at birth there's much here that is not in the divine order and it's not an easy thing to achieve in this civilization because there is so much trauma that we yeah, have not dealt with that we have not been able to heal which is one of the things that i do right i try to help people heal their birth trauma the way yes. i've had the I've had to heal my birth trauma in order to see what I see, in order yeah. to see what I say. Yeah. And write what I write. You know, I've had to, we all, if we want to bring children into this world joyfully in love, we have to stop with the sex. This is really important. Stop with the carnal based activity. Start directing that energy toward creating the kind of being that we want to bring in with a person that we love and who loves us back, that we Mm. feel safe with, that we trust, that we're on the same spiritual path with a beautiful vision for the future of our family that we share, okay? This is the ideal scenario. It's a long way from where we are. And then we, we avoid the medical establishment like the plague.
1: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
0: you do not go to them during pregnancy ever. You don't talk to them about your pregnancy. You do not give your pregnancy over to a satanic cult to manage or direct. Ultrasonic, because, ultrasonic yeah. radiation is extremely harmful to your baby. Wireless yeah. radiation is extremely harmful to your baby carrying cell phones, Wi-Fi, all of this stuff. I've written a book about this. People need to read my stuff, you know, um, to understand what is required of us to bring children in in the highest way in a a field of love and to have them be an expression of God instead of Lucifer. (laughs) Once you traumatize this kid, once you expose this baby to radiation... That's generated in a lab. These are these are completely Luciferian frequencies that were never meant to be on the Earth ever. They're all yeah. harmful.
1: We're meant to be in resonance with the Schumann resonance, the Earth's exactly. field, not the not the five G field. That you know, I mean, if you look into some of the the epidemics, the the pandemics that have happened throughout history, like they're almost all timed in with the release of major electronic devices and into the yeah. or the change in frequency, and it's like. Exactly, sister. You are on
0: it. You are on it. (laughs) So understanding that, you know, know, I I have made made a break. I don't have a cell phone anymore. Um, I'm on a wired computer. I just don't use wireless anymore because I'm trying to create an environment that is safe for children and for all of us, for animals, for every living thing. So we can all do that. And also there's my parenting program, which is a 20-week program, right? that takes Let's get into people, that. Yeah. It takes people from the beginning. How do we prepare preconception? We should have preconception preparation. We should understand everything we just talked about yeah. before we conceive our children. We should understand so we can, how we can,
1: so we can. So we can call in children who are on board with non-medicalized birth right so we can call in children that are like yeah I want to be born physiologically I want to be born in bliss and and connection and and deep love and I want to bond with this these two people together in a deep way I think a lot of the reason people are having trouble conceiving is because they're psychologically not really that into the person they're with they're just running from these programs of like I should have a partner I should have a relationship I should have carnal-based sex right like these are the things there's that-
0: also, There's also wireless radiation is causing massive infertility. If well, and put, heavy metals people, and- If people put away the wireless devices, they might be able to get pregnant, but um, they might not. No, seriously. <laughs> if you read my well, book- I mean, But also like- If you read my book, you oh, understand gonna... how it's affecting fertility. It's very severe. We are experiencing the lowest birth rates ever since they started taking measurements. And it's because of the wireless radiation, (sighs) hundred percent. So we got to get on this issue, this issue is very important. My book is simply called, Are Wireless Devices Really Safe? You can get it on my website at birthofanewearth.com or you can go to Amazon. So I've got the birth trauma book, the wireless radiation book, I've got a book about ultrasound the dark side of prenatal ultrasound. You can learn a lot by going to my website at birthofanewearth.com, and yeah. you can learn even more if you really want to bring children Earthside in the highest, most love-filled way. Um, take my parenting program and read, read, you know, read the testimonials for the parenting program. You know, it's people. There's so much substance to it and healing the birth trauma is part of the journey. We Mm -hmm. have to heal our birth trauma. Can
1: can we, um, can we wrap this up with maybe a story from somebody you've worked with, like, you know, sort of your, your, your side of one of their stories of like something you've seen in terms of a couple transforming and, and having their, their birth the way that they wanted.
0: I can say a couple, but I'll say one couple, um, in particular, the mother had listened to some of my stuff and her husband actually introduced her to my stuff. Okay. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: she realized, you know, they made her first child autistic
1: mm-hmm. was the abuse wow. the
0: first baby. And she realized her second birth was also not quite as traumatic, but, some of it repeated from the first birth. So she said, that happened to me, I have traumatic repetition, I need to heal my trauma. And I'm not going to go to the medical establishment with this pregnancy, because yeah. they'll put me in high risk, because of right. what happened the last two births. So this woman worked with me for about four or five months before she gave birth. In preparation, she was healing her birth trauma, she was taking all the herbs in preparation to do a free birth. Yeah. Which, which she did successfully. <laughs> okay. Without any medical intervention. And then she, um, here's the interesting part. Her husband, even more interesting. Her husband was born to a drug addicted mother mm. and was taken away from his mother. Mm. So he had unresolved trauma. Now listen to this. Once, once mom gave birth to this child at home without medical interference during pregnancy or birth, they had to go to the hospital um, because they had to call and say the baby was born. That's what UK law is. You have to tell them the baby was born. Anyway, they had to go to the hospital. And what came up is the threat of, of CPS type organization taking the baby. And I said to my client, this is your husband's trauma. Mm. Okay he needs yeah. to do I teach a system of energy medicine called a Japanese system called jinshin jitsu um and that that's what helps move the trauma out of the body i said he needs to do jinshin now and he needs to do it at least an hour every day do the self care he needs to get on it if you don't want the baby to be taken away so he started healing his birth trauma and so the baby was never never taken away oh. and the, whole, the whole situation just subsided so this is Ugh. the power okay this is the power of healing your trauma recognizing it first of all recognizing it and then finding a tool that you can use to help move it out of your body out of your nervous system so that you don't repeat it this is yep. the key this is a key yep. for those of us that have had trauma which is just about all of us at this point. most
1: people yeah, But
0: we can do it. It's not that hard. It's very gentle. It's very easy. We just need to take the time and to have the will to do this.
1: Yeah. And to care yeah.
0: about our future children and the health of our relationship enough to say, we're going to heal. We're going to heal and we're going to do the birth right. We're going to make this as, as love-filled as we possibly can under the circumstances that we're dealing with right now, you know, we can do this. So that's one experience. You know, I just had another couple do a free birth and that was, that was also beautiful. Not all of my clients do free births. I had a couple that didn't feel safe to do a, a free birth. So they went into a birthing center and they had the most happiest birth and they were the happiest parents that I've seen Seriously. And they were both working actively to heal their birth trauma before the birth, you know, they were mm. totally on it and visualizing the birth that they wanted. This is also part of what I teach the importance of mm.
1: um, not visualizing only what you in want. your
0: mind, but putting a small group together. That's going to visualize your birth with you. You know to I mean? Mm. There's so many things that we can do for each other. And that's yeah. what we do yeah. in the parenting program is <clears throat> we're supporting each other right to beautiful have have healing and have happy futures and beautiful visions for the future and ideally we'll have a community of a ringing cedars community of people that mm. want to do this in the right beautiful. way care about the children and the people who are giving birth to the children and want to help and want to raise this up to the highest level um yet known to to our people we Absolutely. can do this you know
1: Absolutely. Oh, have, so beautiful.
0: We have potential. So we just yeah. got to get on it.
1: Yeah. Um, if you had, if you could speak to sort of what your vision for that future version of birth, what that would look like um, for just a moment or two, I'd love to hear that.
0: The future version is basically a ringing Cedars community filled with family settlements Okay, everybody's got their two and a half parcel that they have chosen for their family, and they're beautifying it. They're, they're making it as beautiful as they can. All the food that's grown there is for them and their family. Everything that they create there is for their family and the well being of their family. Um, and they've gotten a hold of their carnal impulses. They understand um, what I've talked to you about today, which is that haphazard conception is a key to understanding why we have pain in childbirth, okay, um, being in relationships that are not healthy, trauma during gestation of any kind. In other words, everybody would come through the parenting program that enters mm. into this community and understands this whole process from mm. the preconception phase through conscious conception, through gestation, we're going to learn all the trauma that can happen in gestation and how to avoid it. All the trauma mm-hmm. that can happen in birth and how to avoid it. Everybody learns ginshin. We do ginshin in the class, several different classes. We're doing ginshin together. And then conscious parenting. How do we parent these, mm-hmm. <clears throat> these children? And a lot of this can be mm-hmm. found in the, Rings, the Ringing Cedars books. Those books are amazing in terms of life-altering. Yeah, I'm
1: on book four right now. Good. Super exciting.
0: Yeah. I hope to, which edition did you get? Do you know, did you get edition one or two or edition three? There's three uh, different. It's got versions. a,
1: butter, book 4 it's got a, but, it's
0: black with like a butterfly on the okay, front. They're, good. All, that's, they're all black okay. books
1: with like a shelf on.
0: That's edition two. So that's good. You, you want to get edition one or two. Don't get edition okay. three. It's a corruption. Translated uh, by uh, Marion Schwartz. You don't want that edition. Okay. Okay. Good to you know. know. You, you need addition one or two Those of that's the yep. pure the pure message so beautiful. the community would be based on conscious conscious co-creation
1: beautiful beautiful i i love that vision that's like it's deep in deep in my heart to uh
0: yeah, it's beautiful
1: experience that and
0: what we do we vision it you know people People in the parenting program, we bring images of our space of love. You know, we collect images, and so that we can show all the other students our future, our future homes, and what we're creating. So it's fun. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful journey, and we're going to get wonderful making it happen. Yeah,
1: I mean, we're the ones we've been waiting for, and yes. by bringing children gently into the earth. You know, in beautiful ways, it, it really transforms what's possible for them. And it transforms, you know, what's possible for us in terms of a family as well. Uh, like you said, you know, connecting into that love vibe, into that love space, that space of love, and, and living in that is really, really profound.
0: And understanding the keys to the preservation of love in families. Because really, to have any healthy sense in mm. day- we need healthy families. We need happy families. We need happy yeah. children, um, healthy children. Um, so understanding the keys to preserving love. And it starts with the conscious creation of life.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much. I, I love it. Um, Janice, you you really cover, you know, you have this ability to to really stand in that beautiful vision of what we want to create and also hold that like, the deep challenging darkness and how really like terrible what's going on is and, and to bridge both of those. And, you know, I, I hadn't necessarily seen that in your other podcast. And, and so, um, you know, just in talking with you today, I'm like, oh, like there, there is that sense of balance of, you know, not only here's the problem, but here's the solution. And the solution is oh really like healing that ancestral trauma, getting in contact with physiological birth, trusting ourselves, trusting our bodies, and being in in connection with what's possible when we're yeah. operating from a space of love. And it's it's really incredible to see that. And, and don't annoying. forget,
0: don't forget conscious conception. Don't forget right. to get hold of your carnal impulses, um, so that we can we can actually do this in a beautiful way. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for your time today. You're um, welcome. Thank you so I much. I so appreciate it. It's been a really incredible. I'm looking incredible... forward to
0: getting the recording of this. This is a very important talk. So thank you. Thank you. Oh, for you're, your you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome.
1: I'm, I'm so grateful for all your wisdom and all your knowledge and all your thoughts. And um, yeah, you'll have an email from me within the next week or two around uh, the recording and, and what's moving forward with that. So Elena, thank you. And I'd love to
0: have you back again. Elena, you are a bright light. Thank you very much, honey. thank you thank you so much god bless
1: bye-bye thank you bye thank you so much for listening all the way to the end how easily can you imagine that this experience is integrated already deeply into every cell of your being in such a way that you will begin to notice that you have already been operating from this new behavior for a while And that it was simply a matter of noticing how much you've already been doing this. You may choose to feel that this moment is the moment that completely and utterly into your body. Or in the days and weeks ahead, getting curious about how fully and completely this experience has transformed your life realizing that you are a complete choice to choose how you would like to integrate this information into every cell of your being. Thank you so much for being a part of the Joygasmic Life podcast and I am so grateful to have you here and be a part of it. If you haven't already, head over to joygasm.me to check out our Joygasmic birth blueprint ebook and course which give you all of the information that you need to become a joygasmic mama whether you are postpartum or whether you're expecting your first baby this course absolutely has tips and tricks for you that will help prepare you for birth prepare you for the birth of your next child and prepare you for peaceful and joygasmic mothering on the other side so absolutely the way that we do one thing is the way that we do everything and so by utilizing and beginning to build a practice of joygasmic alchemy you will absolutely become a better mother and hold space as i am and as many many women are for the enlightenment of the planet we do that first by working on ourselves and then offering that support and that enlightened nature within ourselves to our families and then from there it ripples out so if you haven't already checked that out go check check that out now. Again, it's joygasm.me. We've also got courses on rescuing your relationship, bulletproof mom, how to be able to handle even the most intense toddler or uh, special needs child later on in life, as well as a multitude of new courses that are coming out. We're absolutely grateful to get to have you as a part of that. And remember, anyone who participates in the funding of the podcast absolutely gets a membership access which allows you to access the bonus features the ends of some of our episodes exercises from our guests as well as featured free content from them so Super glad to have all of you who are a part of that already here, and thank you so much for being a part of the Joygasmic Life family. If I could leave you with only one tip for how to be an orgasmic, joygasmic mama in this world, the invite would be to really step into and embody the knowledge that you are actually here for a reason, and that that reason is to be an enlightened being for your family. They chose you for a reason, they chose you on this consciousness journey for a reason, and you absolutely have the tools and skills to be able to do this. If you're struggling, please reach out. I am more than happy to help people rewire what's going on their brain, create a new story and create a more powerful experience. So you can be the kind of mama for your kids that you really have dreamed of. You absolutely deserve it. And your children absolutely deserve it. I look forward to getting to know you more. And I look forward to co-creating through the membership content. Have a beautiful day and we'll see you on the next podcast.